Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Isaiah, Yeshayahu, 49b, that's Parak Memtes, the second portion. In 49a, we studied verses 1 through 6. Today we are going to study verses 7 through um, 13. Uh, I know I'm covering only short portions in this chapter, but because this chapter is so packed with very important ideas. Um, I feel like I need a separate podcast to, to develop the idea in each one. So just quickly, I'm going to summarize what we did in 49A so that we can lead up into 49B. In 49A, uh, we had the Jewish people, through the mouth of the prophet, addressed the nations. And they addressed the nations of the world saying that... Um, Yes, God raised me from the beginning. Uh, God made me his servant. And, and, and God took care of me and so on. Until the end of, the, of those verses, verse 6, where the Jewish people turned to the world and said, And when God redeemed me, and this is in the future when he redeems me and brings me back to himself and brings the Jewish people back to God, God then says, This is not enough for me just to redeem you. But I appointed you to be an Orla Goyim, a light unto the nations, to bring this message to everyone. So it's your job, God says, to bring this message. And, and the Jewish people say to the world that God tell, told them that it's our job to bring it ad kitsayar. It's to bring the message, the Yeshuati, the redemption of God, to the entire world, to the entire creation. Uh, with that, we're going to start part plus Zion. And as I've pointed out several times in this podcast, Puzzle Zion is verse 7, um, that, that it's very important throughout this book of Isaiah to constantly pay attention to the, um, uh, to the pronouns, the you, he, I, she, he, them, so on. Because um, this is how you keep track of who's talking when, which is extremely important to understanding um, the, the message that Yeshayahu is trying to give across. But now he's obvious and he tells us clearly. He's changing the speech from the Jewish people speaking to God himself. Ko amar Adonai, so says God. And Yeshayahu makes this very clear. And who is God? Goel Israel, the one who redeems Israel, Kiddosho, his holy nation. And very often God is referred to as Kiddosh Israel, the holy one of Israel. That's Israel calling God their holy one. And here we have God calling Israel his holy nation. So God speaks. And who does he speak to? He speaks to a singular nation. And that singular nation, as in the context, is clear from the previous chapters and the previous verses to the Jewish people. So before it was the Jewish people addressing the world. Now it's God addressing the Jewish people. And these Jewish people, Kedoshah, are his holy ones, live zo nefesh. He speaks to those, the Jewish people, that is a bizo nefesh. They are abused of soul. Um, <clears throat> meaning the world has stepped upon them. Limitoev goy, to the, um, to the one that is abhorred by nations, or the nation that is abhorred or hated. Le'eved moshlim. To the um, um, one who is a servant of the rulers, and so this is how God is is talking to the Jewish people, who are 
at, at least during the times of exile, living in such a downtrodden status. And God tells them, what does he say? Melachim yiru. The kings shall see. Those people that are leading you, those people that are leading those nations that are abusing you, they shall see vakamu, and they will get up before me. In other words, usually we stand before the king, but God says the kings will stand before me. Vakamu sorim, and the the um, noblemen or the officers of those kings, the high-ranking officials, will also get up before me. Um, uh, sarim, and the, they will also get up the, the noblemen and they will bow before me so not only will they stand before me they will bow before me in, in, in for the sake or the honor of God God who is trustworthy and faithful because they will see that God has stuck with the Jewish people and kept his promises Kedosh Yisrael God who is the Holy One of Israel in the same Pasuk we see God telling, uh, saying to the Jewish people that he is their holy nation and God saying that I am the holy one of Israel and he chose you so when they see this they will stand before me and they will see this so says God again Ishayahu emphasizes it's still God speaking in a time of favor um Anisicha, I have answered your prayers. In other words, we don't necessarily see the prayers, our prayers being answered immediately, but in a time of favor, in a time when God says, I choose to answer your prayers, I will and I do answer you. And a day of deliverance, I will help you. This is the day of deliverance that he referred to a few Liot Yeshua T. That my deliverance, my redemption. But we had it's that he said in verse 6, he's the same language, the day of deliverance. And I have created you. Now there was a reference all the way back to the beginning. And I made you into a nation of a covenant. I made you a nation that has a covenant with me. Right? Yeah, they have, the Jewish people have this special covenant with God. And what was the purpose? And here God flips straight, Isaiah flips when he's speaking in the language of God, flips from the singular to the plural, Lahakim Eretz, to establish the land, which could mean the land of Israel, or it could mean the entire world. I'm going to assume that it means here the entire world, and I'll explain why. Because right away, God flips to plural, Nichalot Shomemot, to give um, the uh, back the the many inheritances around the world that have been destroyed. In other words, remember, throughout Yeshayahu, we saw the general message that for redemption to happen, the arrogant nations will be destroyed, and those that are that bow before God, those that recognize God, those that are willing to accept Him and be humble before Him, <clears throat> will be restored. And God immediately flips to plural. I'm going to go delve into this flip from talking to the Jewish people as the ones, as the special nation, the ones who have Yeshua, who have this redemption, and God immediately flips to saying, <clears throat> I will redeem you, I have redeemed you, and through you, I will also redeem the entire world. This is an ongoing theme, which I'm going to delve into a little deeper in a moment. But then for the next few verses, God continues talking in 
plural language, <coughs> so that <coughs> although many commentaries assume that the rest of this is talking about the return of the Jewish people, I'm going to pre present the argument that this is really talking about the, all the nations of the world. Number one, because now suddenly God is speaking in plural language. And number two, because of reasons which I'll explain it shortly. Lemor la'asurim seyu in verse 9. God is now going to say to all of those in the world that are prisoners, that have been, that have been imprisoned by their oppressors, seyu, come out of your prisons. I'm going to say to all of those that have been in the darkness, Higalu, reveal yourselves, come out into the light. On all of those paths, they shall um, pasture. On every height, on every hill, will be the place where they can pasture their animals. Come on out, everyone. You shall no longer be hungry. You shall no longer be thirsty. And the, um, and the wind and the sun will no longer strike you. In other words, the, the, the weather, the heat, you'll, you'll have shelter, you'll have water, etc. Why? Because the one who has mercy upon all of them, shall lead them. And, and God will now lead them, all of these people, to the springs of water. Um, and all of my mountains around the world, Ladarach, will then, instead of being obstacles, they will be pathways for people to come. And all of my uh, pathways, my, my roads through the world shall be, Yerumun shall be uplifted and raised and be usable. These are going to come, and this is talking about the path towards Jerusalem. They will come from faraway places. And these other nations will come from the north and from the west. Yam means the direction of the Mediterranean Sea. From the perspective of Israel, it usually means west. And these will come from the far, far away land. Sin is often translated as China, but it refers to a very far, far away land of which people were aware of its existence at the time, but it was like way, way, way far away. Ronushamayim. And the heavens shall be happy. So again, Yishayahu is emphasizing his usual idea that it's not just the people of the world, but it's, it's, it's all of nature, all of existence, all of creation. The Gili Aretz and the land will be rejoiced. Again, this is how another indication that Eretz in this chapter means the entire land, not just the land of Israel. And all of the, all of the uh, mountains will break out in song. Again, here, God says, because he has had mercy upon his nation, which is necessary, his nation Israel, God has had mercy upon them and brought them back. And as a result, it flips right away to plural, and his afflicted ones or his poor ones, the people that have been oppressed, he will now have mercy on them. First, and then, now, <clears throat> I contend, and I contended in these last few verses, something that's different than a lot of the commentaries, and that is, is that when it speaks in the in the um, in the plural, it's referring to all the nations of the world, and when it speaks in the singular, it's referring to Israel. And I, I support this number one by the simple grammar, because it's clear that God is flipping back and forth deliberately from singular to plural. 
But I also want to just go back and remind you of, I can go, I can speak for hours on places in Yeshayahu where this theme is repeated over and over and over again. I'm going to bring some examples in order to demonstrate that this is a consistent idea that Yeshayahu states over and over again. So let's start with way back in the beginning, <coughs> in chapter 2, um, <coughs> um, uh, verse, verses um, 2 and 3. These are very famous verses, again, well, there's a lot of famous verses. There will be at the end of days, the mountain of God will be the head of all the mountains. In other words, God refers to the mountain of God, Jerusalem, the capital of the Jewish people, Israel. But then what happens? And all of the nations will stream towards it. And many nations will come. And so on. So again we see the, the idea that, that, that it starts with the redemption of Israel but then becomes a redemption for all the nations of the world. In verse 4, V'shafat bin Hagoyim, V'yochiach li'amim rabim. And then the famous verse, V'chitesu chavosom li'itim, and they'll beat their swords into plowshares, etc. That's one place. If we go on to chapter 11, verse 4, we see a similar idea again, where it says, um, let me just, um, uh, Turn my page. So, <clears throat> God is. This is a famous uh, chapter talking about the Mashiach, the Messiah, and God says, uh, You know, a leader will come in the future, and the Spirit of God will rest upon him, so on and so forth. And then, what does it say? It says, in other words, starting with the leader of the Jewish people, but then what will happen? He will judge in righteousness the poor. The language to all the poor people of the land, the entire world. Um, and in case you think Anve Oretz there means the people of Israel, look at Anve Oretz as, as it continues in those verses in verse 10. It's talking about all the nations. It's clearly explicit there that the Anve Oretz are referring to all the nations of the world. So again, the same theme in chapter 11. And again, the, la the language Oretz is used, which we just saw here in verse 13, the language Eretz, referring to the entire land, not just the land of Israel. Again, in case you still don't believe me, let's turn to chapter 12, verse 4. So if we look in chapter 12, it says, This is the song of redemption, at the time of redemption, which we're referring to here in chapter 49. What happens at the time of redemption? We sing the famous song, Give thanks to God, call out in His name. Call out. Right? The passage before that said, You shall draw the water of happiness from the waters of Yeshua, from redemption. The same language that we have here in chapter 49, verse 8. On the day of Yeshua, on the day of redemption. And what does it say immediately after that? It says, You Jews should, be, should make this uh, message known to the Amim. 
to the nations. And then, if we continue, if you still don't believe me, now the reason why I'm saying this over and over again is because I would really like to take this opportunity to demonstrate how deeply embedded this theme is throughout Ishayahu, both to demonstrate how the, the unity of authorship of the entire book, but much, much more to bring out how important this idea is to Ishayahu and how clearly we're supposed to interpret these verses here the way I said them and not the way many of the other commentaries do. So again, I'm going to continue and look now at chapter 14. Chapter 14, verse 9, where again, what does, um, um, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, over there, where, where remember in, in back in 49, where we're up to now, um, most, it, it, a lot of commentaries assume that God is talking to the Jews at the time of the exile of Babylon. Over here in chapter 14, God is speaking directly to Babylon through. Yishayahu through Isaiah, and what does he say? He says, um, All of all of the kings of uh, of the nations will be reestablished when God destroys Babylon, who is the oppressor of the oppressed of those nations that were oppressed. God will bring them back. Again, um, if we continue going on to chapter eighteen, where we also see a very similar idea that we see here, if we look at 18 verse 2, we see, again, it starts, HaSholeach Bayam Tirim, right? El Goy Mimushachu Morat, El Am Noram Menuval, El Goy Kavakov, God talks about the nation, and then immediately in chapter 3, he says, Kol Yoshvei Tevel V'Shoch Ne'aretz, all of the residents of the entire universe, all of those that live Aretz in the land, again, Aretz meaning the entire world, not the land of Israel, um, all of them, they will all hear the trumpeting of the shofar. Um, if we compare that to um, over here again, we had in verse 7 the same language again. Um, to the nation that is discussed, that, that is treated in, in, in a downtrodden and disgusting way, that's hated by others, the same language here. Um, uh, and then all of a sudden again it flips to. Um, the plural, um, as we see again, and and continuing in that same chapter in verse seven, um, again it says, "Goy kav kav muvusa asher bazu naharim artzo el makom shem Hashem tzolas hartzion." All coming to the Mount Zion again, the same theme of Mount Zion being the one that's redeemed, and then the rest of the world. And this can go on and on and on. I'm just going to bring one more example. Uh, simply to drive home the point, if we look in chapter 24, verse 14 and 15, um, that Barak um we see the same idea again. And they will give honor where in the in the faraway places of the sea, which we've translated numerous times during this podcast, the faraway places referring to the countries that are far off, the countries that that are way out there. Shem Hashem Yisrael, they will call out the name of God of Israel. Again, Israel being the one that's redeemed, but bringing that message of redemption. Now I could continue, but I think by now you got the point that <clears throat> this message is again being repeated here by Yeshayahu, and clearly, clearly, it is, I think it's kind of irrefutable 
that clearly what it's talking about here, the when it when God flips, and I'm just going to read it again before I complete today's podcast. God says, I have answered you. In Lushan singular. And in the day of deliverance, I have helped you. I have created you. And I made you for a covenant with the nation, a special nation with a covenant. Why? In order to establish Eretz, the entire world. God immediately flipped. To give back the inheritances to many of those destroyed inheritances around the world that destroyed the anger by, by those nations that oppressed them, to free all of the oppressed, to say to all of, in plural, all of those that are captured to go out, etc., etc. So, with this, I will complete this podcast 49b, looking forward to continuing the study of this immensely deep and important. Chapter 49 of Yeshayahu, Parak Test. Looking forward to studying the rest with you and thank you for joining. Mm-hmm.